a long, long time ago, before Patrick Alvin was named general manager of the Vancouver Canucks, guess what? He was a scout, okay? But was he actually good at scouting? We're going to tell you next year on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and part-time credentialed media member for Daily High Vancouver. Hey, guess what? This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And before we dive into the episode, we got to thank you for tuning into Locked on Canucks. It's your team Every day, kind of, sort of, three to five days a week right now. We recorded yesterday, we're recording today, we're going to record tomorrow, and then, hey, I'm, I'm gone for the long weekend, so who knows what's happening after that. But oh. guaranteed, at least here, three days a week. Uh, but hey, no matter how much we're here, man, no matter how much you're here, go make sure you subscribe or follow us for free on YouTube or wherever <laughs> you listen to podcasts. Uh, now, Kyle, the other night, uh, I, I don't want to say I was partaking in some extracurriculars, but I just fell, fell down a rabbit hole of of hockey stuff, okay? That happens to a hockey nerd like myself. And I started thinking, you know, how good was Patrick Alvin at drafting, okay? So that's what I want to talk about in today's episode, specifically his time with the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Penguins, of course. Uh, but first and foremost, how you doing today, brother? By the way, if uh, you're listening on audio only, you're missing out on Kyle's hat. That is an 11 out of 10 hat, dude. Uh, I love it, man. You're uh, you're definitely looking sexier today. Hey, man. You know, always striving to be more sexy, man. Why not, man? For real, for real, for real. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. On Lockdown Canucks, it's your team sort of, kind of, not really every day this week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Next week, who knows? Uh, this all being said, I will give the people a bonus episode this Friday. Exclusively centered around Comet Corner. Hey, speaking of Comet Corner on today's episode... We'll get to your comment. Yes, one comment at the end of the show. And man, oh man, the people were going after Trevor slash agreeing with Trevor. It was probably the most toxic place to be a Canucks fan. Our comment, <laughs> our co- comment bin, uh, worse than Canucks Twitter, to be honest, when it comes wow. to toxicity. And it's all because of you. You have to be not only the darkest guy on the program, but one of the darkest guys in Canucks media right now. I don't know what happened to you, man. I think last year really hurt you, man, for real. I think last year really hurt you. Maybe you had, like, expectations, or maybe, like, last year was the year for you uh, where you said to yourself, you know what, they have to make the next step this season because I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. And they failed, and maybe you just, again, never thinking that the Canucks uh, will ever get themselves out of this hole because, again, you are just on a, on a run this summer. Anywho, <laughs> let's All move right. on, okay? Let's not talk about yesterday. Let's talk about today. You want to talk about... Patrick Alvin's draft history. It's August, baby. It's Canucks talk. And, and uh, all the jokes aside, Trevor Beggs, man, we're so lucky to have you, man, for real. <laughs> you, you make the show what it is, man, for real, because I'm really interested in this. And I'm excited to uh, to see uh, uh, what you have written down in front of you. Uh, Patrick Alvin, the draft history. Let's go. Yeah, I, I will say, uh, you know, before we get into it, uh, I'm excited for Common Corners today. I haven't read any comments from the last episode. Oh. Uh, I, but you know what? Uh, you know, love me or hate me, it's go Canucks, go, but also love me or hate me. I'm just spinning up the facts, okay? You know, there's a few players that have played better than LeCarrie Mackey. I didn't call LeCarrie Mackey a bust. I just said some guys drafted after him are playing better. That's all I'm saying, man. That's Ooh. all I'm saying, okay? So, okay, back to Patrick Alvin. So, he joined the Pittsburgh Penguins as a scout 
uh, in 2006, I believe. I had it in front of me, and you know, Wi-Fi has led me down here. Um, but in 2006, he joined the team as a scout. Now, he was a European scout uh, only, so I kind of wanted to look at how he's drafted uh, with the Pittsburgh Penguins since then. So, yeah, to just to clarify, uh, from 2002 to 2006, he was a European scout with the Montreal Canadiens. 2006, he joined the Pittsburgh Penguins organization. Um, and let's just start at the beginning, okay? So from 2006 to 2012, uh, he was a European scout for the picture, Pittsburgh Penguins. He did eventually get a pr- promotion to director of European scouting. Um, but okay, so there's a six-year period here uh, where Patrick Alvin was a, a European scout for the Penguins. And the Penguins picked four European players in those six years. So it's it's funny, man, just thinking about all the work these scouts put in. Like, you got to watch yeah. all these guys. You got to make the list. And when it comes to draft day, it's like... Did your work even matter? Like Patrick Alvin joined the team in, in 2006 as a European scout. The Penguins didn't even draft a European player until 2008. And it was in the fifth round. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to go through the list. Obviously, you're, you'll recognize some of these names. You won't recognize other ones. But the first European player drafted when Patrick Alvin was with the Penguins was a goaltender called Alexander Pachurski. Drafted the fifth round in 2008. He actually played one NHL game. Um, but didn't go on to do much more than that. Again, he's a fifth-round pick. Hard to be uh, too bad about that. Uh, Sixth-round pick in 2009, Swedish defenseman uh, Victor Ekblom. Uh, great name, but uh, again, not much of a, a career over in North America. But then after that, Patrick Alvin and the Penguins European scouting staff had a couple of big wins, okay? Uh, first and foremost, they drafted Tom Kuhnhackel back in the fourth round in 2010. Uh, Tom Kuhnhackel went on to play uh, a couple hundred NHL games for uh, mainly well, it was the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Islanders. And, and then uh, the fourth and final pick, Europe, uh, European player pick during uh, Alvin's you know, six-year tenure as a European scout for the Penguins was a guy who's still in the NHL. He was a free agent until a couple weeks ago. And that's Oscar Sundqvist uh, drafted in the fourth round in 2012. So to be honest, Kyle, like you look at that. Uh, and again, we'll, we'll get into the latter half later where there's more European picks once Alvin got promoted. But that's four players picked uh, from the fourth round and onwards, and two of them went on to become NHLers. Three of the four of them played NHL games. I'd say a pretty, let's call it a tidy piece of work for uh, Patrick Alvita, the Penguins European scouting staff there. Tidy, man. That's a good word to use, right? Like, I feel like as I feel like the position he had for those first six years in the scouting department, probably like entry level, you know, when it comes to the bigger picture for an NHL team. And to hit on two guys in the later draft, uh, later rounds in the draft and have them play hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of NHL games. Yeah. I'm going to have to say the same word tidy. Okay. Tidy dude. It would be so much fun being a scout, man. Just, just drinking coffee, black coffee and watching hockey. And then assuming where these players are going to end up and then having to make a sales pitch to the GM or like the head of scouting and possibly be heard, thus making your chances of moving up the ladder possible. I, I, I just think that's like exhilarating, you know? Uh, it, it's it's one of those jobs where in an alternate universe, if I really wanted to hone in and get into the NHL, you know, understanding that, you know, uh, I'm a Findu, you know, first generation Findu, didn't have the resources to play hockey. You know, like I didn't have any, any cousins or anything play, uh, playing ice hockey, right? But I still want to make the NHL. I still want to make the NHL. I, I stopped wanting to make the NHL at the age of 14, just based <laughs> off my street hockey skills. That, that, that made that dream last that long. 
anyways, alternate universe, knowing my resources, knowing what was around me, I wish I took a different route. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to head over to North, North Surrey Rink every morning with a clipboard and scout and work my way up because look at what Alvin did, right? Yeah, 100%. Like working his way right? up to be a GM now. And like assistant GM of Pittsburgh to win some cups too. Like that's cool. That's cool. Doing great things. And now he's the GM of a Canadian team. Guys came a long way. Yeah, a hundred percent, right? And uh, it's it's a pretty common uh, route for you know former players to take or whoever uh, to kind of work your way up in scouting, be around a team for a long time, and that's exactly what Alvin did. Hmm. And you know, in fairness, he's done well uh, as a scout. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to do well as a general manager. We saw that Ugh. in this market already with Jim Benning, but let's not let's not go there. But oh. you know, with Alvin, it was a, a a strong scouting background that got him there. But let's, there's quite a few more European dra- players he drafted when he was director of European scouting. So arguably, uh, more of this falls on him as the guy overseeing all the European scouts. So let's touch on that on the other side. But first, Kyle, you know who I got to shout out, okay? It's the summer. We don't got too many sponsors. But once again, it's FanDuel coming through in the clutch. So make sure you come through in the clutch with the big old bet on FanDuel. And make sure you take your first swing in betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first... Uh, bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose. That's 200 you could spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. Hey, you can do it all in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. By the way, before we get back to the show, I got to remind you again that every episode of Locked On Canucks will be available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcatcher at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all. Again, every episode of Locked On Canucks at 4.20 p.m. For no reason at all. Let's get back to the show. Okay, okay, we back here on Locked On Canucks. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen, your team every day. Remember, we are all Locked On Canucks. I mean Canucks. And the season is starting up pretty soon. Time moves fast. I don't know if it's because we're getting older and something's happened to our perspective, something's happened to our mind. Uh, but man, oh man, time just moves by fast. And sooner or later, the Canucks are going to be playing games that matter, for real. Game one matters, game two matters, game three matters. I hope game 20 matters too for the Vancouver Canucks as well. That's that, We got we got to get there. That's the next step. Uh, you know what else matters? Uh, that promise Begsy and I made you yesterday, okay? That push-up challenge, Trevor, I know I joke around a lot. That's the truth. That's the truth. I'm going to hold you accountable. Every day I'm going to text you at 7 in the morning and just say, yo, get your reps in. Get your reps in. Because I don't want to beat you. I want to be with you. I want us to both hit 100 push-ups on the last day of September, okay? For the people and for the team, man. If the team's going to get into the best shape of their lives, we need to do it too, okay? We need to look at ourselves in the mirror as well. Put that energy out there. Because remember remember what I just said two minutes ago. We are all Canucks. Let's put it out there, man. For real. Anywho, Trevor Beggs. Going to be talking about some non-Canucks because we're going through Alvin's draft history. Now he's promoted uh, within the Pittsburgh organization. And I'm curious to see uh, what type of damage he did 
like good damage he did with a stronger position on a really, really, really good Pittsburgh Penguins team. Yeah, so I think the interesting thing here, Kyle, is, you know, again, from 2006 to 2012, you know, those four European dra- players drafted by the Penguins in six years, they had more draft picks in those seasons, right? Because they weren't, uh, I guess they did win the cup in that time. They were contending for cups, but they had more draft picks overall. Whereas from in, from 2014 to 2021, a seven-year stretch, um, so one, one year more, uh, the Penguins actually drafted eight uh, European players, uh, despite having, you know, less draft picks overall, a lot of years they had four five, six draft picks. Uh, it's a team that usually doesn't have their full, um, arsenal of picks, but let's, I'll rip through it quick. Um, so let's start in 2014, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins drafted Kasperi Kapanen in the first round, uh, back in 2014, 22nd overall. And, you know, I know Kas- uh, Kasperi Kapanen, He's kind of been an up and down NHL or he probably hasn't really delivered on his potential, but he's still been, you know, a half point a game player playing almost 400 NHL games. So I would say not a, not a bad pick there. Um, in 2015, they drafted Dominique Simone uh, in the fifth round, 137th overall. Uh, now this guy, he's got, got a nice big beard. Okay. But you know, he's been an NHL player, 256 career games, uh, a good find in the fifth round for sure. Uh, even though you know his NHL career basically ended last season, and he went back uh, to the Czech Republic this season, um, but a good pick there in the fifth round. Um, now there's a Canuck connection here. Um, the Alvin drafted, uh, or the Penguins drafted under Alvin Philip Gustafson in the second round in 2016. Oh no, I got that wrong. I got that wrong. I got that wrong. They drafted Casper Bjornquist. Um, sorry, my bad there. Bad information. Um, so Casper Bjornquist was picked uh, in the second round in 2016. Um, and then going onwards, Nicholas Almari, fifth round 2016. Jan Drogs, fifth round 2017. Linus Olin, fifth round 2017. And Antti Yarvi, sixth round 2017. So you can see other than, you know, kind of Kaspinen and Bjornquist, um, you know, not a lot of picks were made uh, early in the draft. Those all tend to be in the later rounds uh, for sure. Uh, now, Philip Gustafson was picked, okay? So I, I had a brain fart there. Philip Gustafson was picked by the Pittsburgh Penguins. There is a Canuck connection there. Uh, the Canucks actually um, had that pick originally when they traded Kevin Biaxi to the Anaheim Ducks. That pick bounced around, uh, and Pittsburgh ended up selecting Gustafson, who, again, was you know one of the best goalies in the league this year for Minnesota. So between Casper Captain, Dominic Simone, and Philip Gustafson, he got three NHLers out of those eight picks. Um, but again, most of these picks were fifth, sixth rounders. And I will say, even with those fifth and sixth rounders, even though a lot of them didn't make the NHL, you know, three of those four guys drafted in the fifth and sixth round made the AHL at least and made some noise there, but they just couldn't crack the, the NHL. So again, I'm giving Alvina pass overall. And, you know, I think he's done a, a good job or Pittsburgh did a good job of unearthing talent and finding some value with those picks. Yeah, but it's all kind of boring, to be honest. I thought there was going to be something sexy in there, okay? For real. Something that, you know, would make me start dancing, you know? Because I'm trying to bring that positivity to the people, and uh, it's it's not it's not hard to do because somebody has to do it on the program because, again, Trevor Bags always coming out with the pessimism, the hate, and in this case, like, maybe, like, a little bit of, like, uh, sarcasm. Like, do you want to go in on Alvin here, like, a little bit? Are you actually pleased or, uh, I guess, in essence, uh, uh, a true believer in his uh, talent evaluation? I know, um, I know you sounded kind of calm and content with it, but I, I see a lot of like singles and doubles, not a lot of home runs. I know, I know he's drafting just out of Europe and 
later round pits, picks in Pittsburgh. You know, they trade first and second round picks, blah, 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 around that time. But I kind of wanted a home run uh, during your little spiel. So I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I'd say Gustafson late in the second round has been a oh, home run. Again, okay. not with not with the Pittsburgh Penguins. But, you know, again, he was almost on a Vesna level with the Minnesota Wild last season. Uh, Dominic Cirone, uh, a fifth-round pick in 2015, who was a good third-liner for a couple of years. I might call that a triple, to be honest. That's that's pretty good value in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, Kasperi Kapanen was the one first-round pick uh, the Penguins made during uh, Albie's time with the Penguins, who was a European first-rounder. And, you know, Kapanen, fine NHL yeah. player, but you want to look at some of the guys drafted after him? Two names Ugh. in particular stand out. Jared McCann, drafted by Vancouver, 24th overall. Two picks after Kapanen. And I, and I think you know who's next is David Pasternak, selected by the Boston Bruins um, at uh, 25th overall. And now the Ooh. thing about uh, the thing about uh, David Pasternak is he was playing over in Sweden when he was drafted. Okay, so I mean Patrick Alvin, European scout, Swedish background. Pasternak was a guy playing in Sweden. So you know, not everyone can be perfect, but again, overall, I'm giving out beat a pass. If we're boring or not, I think. Sometimes, you know, drafting, it can be like investing, right? It's not always what's sexiest is what's best. It's what works. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some misses there as well, for sure. Dude, come on, man, with the life advice there, man. Relax, Trevor Bags. It's a hockey podcast. Okay, it's a hockey podcast. Locked on Canucks. Your team every day, Trevor Bags, Kyle Bowen. Um, yeah, every day uh, for the rest of the week, for sure. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we're going to be giving you episodes. Tuesday was yesterday. And speaking of yesterday, if you want to... If you want to experience some negativity in your life, for real, just do yourself a favor, okay? Do yourself a favor and click on the episode we dropped yesterday uh, talking about Jonathan LeCaramacchi and if the Canucks should have went with three other players. Uh, Begsy did his homework. Uh, Trevor never even did homework in high school, but he, he made sure he did his homework for this just to True poop story. on Jonathan LeCaramacchi, man. Come on, his parents could be watching that. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know what? Shut up, Trevor. We'll talk more about this in a couple minutes on Comment Corner, okay? Again, Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Hit the subscribe button or follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review as well. Let's get to the other side again on Locked On Canucks. Okay, okay, you're back. And we're back here on Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen. Uh, before we get to Common Corner, you got to do this because you got to check up on your friends, right? Beggsy, man. How's it going, dude? How's life, man? I-, I feel as if you're actually really happy. You're about to see your friends. You're picking your – you often pick your family over your fans on here, here on Lockdown Canucks, but this weekend and next week you're picking your friends over the fans. It is what it is. I could roast you, but I'll say this many times, bro. You definitely have a cast of friends that – in an alternate universe, once again, are part of one of the greatest television shows of all time. Like that, that's how cool your friends are. So I get it. I get it. Anyways, how you doing? Yeah, honestly, man, it's a crazy time in life. Like a busy work day today. Like you, you, you should know the stuff I might be missing out on, you know, talking to Locked Dog Canucks, missing out on my day job here. But uh, yeah, seeing some friends going to Prince George this weekend for the first time. So if you have any tips for Prince George, hit me up in the comments. Let me know. I had four friends move there last year. Like, I don't know why everyone wants to go to Prince George. But anyways. And uh, yeah, just just bittersweet overall, man. Like I actually dropped my wife and kids at the airport this morning. They're gone to Ottawa for three and a half weeks. So I went from wife and two kids to living the bachelor life. So uh, there's some, definitely some good and bad with that for sure, man. But uh, uh, definitely, definitely going to miss my family over the next little bit, man. I mean, I, I, I'm going to need your company. I'm going to have to see you in person, not just uh, 
over the screen here on Locked On Canucks. Next week. Next week we'll get together. Yeah, we'll yeah, cook some yeah, burgers. Yeah. We'll clean up the backyard. We'll have some brewskis, you know, do a do a couple other things. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, okay? Trevor Bags, Kyle Bowen. Uh, but enough about us. Let's get to the people. Let's run our favorite segment, Comment Corner. Welcome to Comment Corner. Powered by paraphrasing. This comment comes from MCDC. Trevor, are you stupid or dumb? You don't like Lakaramaki because he's undersized, but you wish the Canucks selected another dude who happens to be undersized. It's way, way, way too early to be calling him a bust. Keep your clickbait BS away from these streets. Uh, okay, Trevor, before I let you go in, I got to let the people know that I'm the one that made the thumbnail and put that word bust in the thumbnail, okay? Just because based on the text that you sent me earlier in the day talking about what we were going to talk about on yesterday's episode, I thought you were like going that way with the uh, with the episode. Anyways, I'm kind of happy I did that because on a walk yesterday, I realized that, and I made the change this morning uh, on the thumbnail, that when we do future episodes on Canucks prospects or anything prospect-related, trade-related, uh, player acquisition-related, uh, we can we can do like a segment called Bust or Trust. Bust or man. Trust. You know what I'm saying? So, so it was meant to be for me to uh, poke the bear a bit, only for us to open up another segment called Bust or Trust. Anyways, um, I think you were beating around the bush a little yesterday when I kept uh, you know, throwing – you under the bus saying, oh, Trevor's calling him a bus. And you kept saying, I'm not calling him a bus. I'm just saying these other three, three guys are better, blah, blah, blah. Uh, can you just talk about your feelings completely on Jonathan LeCaramacchi, knowing his skill set, knowing he has a good shot? Those are his traits. Uh, do you see him fit well on the Vancouver Canucks in the future? Are you prosperous on the dude? Uh, tell me everything you honestly feel about, again, Jonathan LeCaramacchi. I, I, I feel skeptical, but I'm I, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm skeptical. I mean, you know, with some of the best players we've seen in terms of Canucks prospects, they know they've killed it off the jump after their draft uh, plus one season, and LeCarrie Mackey didn't. And I know there was injuries and other things that played into it, um, but just from watching some SHL tape, from watching with the World Juniors, like I, I just wasn't impressed at all with what was going on with LeCarrie Mackey. Uh, now, you know, he did look better in the, in the sorry, not SHL, but the Allsvenskan playoffs, turned a corner. I'm I'm firmly in wait and see mode. I mean, I'm I'm certainly skeptical right now of what he can be, but he was drafted that high for a reason. He's got a he's got an offensive skill set. I think you know to me he reminds me a bit of Sven Berchi, uh, which can be oh. a good and a bad thing. No, I it's mean, a bad thing, dude. Come on, man. Well, Sven Berchi nice again. Sven Berchi had all the skill in the world, like all the skill in the world. Maybe is a bit a uh, bit bold, <laughs> but had tons of skill, but always played in the perimeter. And I see a lot of that with Karamaki as well. So I think Karamaki's got to kind of get his nose in the net a bit more if he wants to be successful in the NHL. That's that's kind of see right now. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm skeptical, cautiously optimistic, but there's definitely some reasons for concern there. You know who has a good knack for that? You know, being around the net and also being really skilled and someone who relies on their shot and and just proved a lot last year was Kuzmenko. Yep. So just me, I guess you're saying he's missing some of that net front awareness and going into other spots other than the hash marks to make things happen uh, you know at the end of the day goal scoring is a really really important thing i think we all f understand that if he doesn't want to go there you know he he better be bringing like 25 goals from the dot every season you know or from the hash yeah. marks just doing it like his shot has to be top 10 top 15 in, in the show which, which is hard man i mean yeah. how many prospects do we see that have a good shot and, and there's a lot of other holes in their game and they don't make it right so yeah uh, i'm not saying that's the carrot mackie 
Um, but you know, I, I guess, and again, I'm not like a prospect guy necessarily watching these guys like every single game, but from what I saw from him earlier in the season, yeah, I was, I was concerned for sure. So again, again, he ended the season strong, which is a good thing. I don't really want to poo poo on the guy too much. He's still a, a top end prospect, but I've been waiting to see mode. Like, let's see what he can do this season. And then we'll kind of move forward from there. One love, man. And as always, when we're hating on our guys that wear the jersey that, you know, again, we dreamed of wearing, we want them to prove us wrong. Slap us in the face and win some games. It is what it is. Now, I want to read one more comment, okay, before we get out of here. I know you're in a rush. One more comment here on Comment Corner because I need you to respond with uh, respond to this with me, okay? One, two, three. Uh, let's hear it. Welcome to Comment Corner. Powered by paraphrasing. This comment comes from Dave. Please never stop talking Canucks. You guys are the next big thing on this side of town. Won't be shocked if Hockey Night in Canada steals you and gives you your own show. First off, thanks so much for the nice words. But man, oh man, I got to say this. We already got a show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this guy's alluding to the fact that there's more for us in the future. Dude, we're here now. We're here on Lockdown Canucks. We're so lucky to be here and to be able to talk to the people and communicate with the people and do everything Vancouver Canucks. We're already doing it right now. Let's not get it twisted. But once again, I do really, really appreciate the the words. I was going to bring that comment up on Friday uh, on the separate episode of Comic Corner, but I needed Trevor Beggs here to, you know, soak in what the guy said to us because uh, there was a lot of love and you deserve that love as well. But for the third time, we're already doing it, okay? We doing it, baby, here on Locked on Canucks. Anyways, Trevor Beggs, sign us out. Yeah, seriously, nothing, nothing but love for the commenters. And Kyle and I are here because... We love the Canucks. We love talking about the Canucks. But at the end of the day, we're nothing if uh, you're not here, you know, listening and watching and commenting and joining along for the journey. So we appreciate the heck out of you, whether you're an everydayer, whether you're an occasional listener, whether this is your first time listening or not. And if it is, hey, welcome to the program, okay? Uh, again, Kyle and I in off-season mode right now, but some of the things on my mind in terms of episodes is, you know, I, I think i got to make it a bit more positive for Kyle maybe perhaps. So Thank maybe you. is JT Miller underappreciated? You know, the Canucks... Um, I want to talk a bit about Hughes being the potential captain. A lot of smoke around that right now. also want to look at some of the best Canuck lines from the last season. What combinations worked best. I also want to touch on Jack Rathbone as well. Something might be obvious, but I got ideas coming up the wazoo. But you're not going to hear them until the next episode here of Locked On Canucks. So for now, I'm Trevor Banks. That guy's Kyle Bowen. And we appreciate you for tuning in to this episode of Locked On Canucks. <laughs>